26 Democrats are retiring from Congress this year in the upcoming 2022 elections. 26. And they already have a rather slim hold on the majority, and they intend on keeping it. Uh, Despite their intentions, however, I think that's going to be rather impossible. The whole reason why they were able to take over the Congress is that 45 Republicans retired uh, following the election of Donald Trump, because in the beginning, they began buying into all that horse manure about him being a Russian agent, uh, and so they planned not to run for re-election. Uh, and because of that, it's very difficult to defend uh, vacant seats, uh, and the Democrats took over, and then we all know what happened there. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the show, and you can do so in one of three easy ways. You go to the Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store, and you can either search out the free Podbean app, download it, and then search out the Jamie Dury Show and subscribe that way. Or you can simply use your native podcaster app uh, and go to the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store and just search out the Jamie Dury Show podcast directly and click subscribe. Either way, you will get updates whenever new episodes are uploaded. You'll be able to leave reviews, comments. We desperately need both. Give us a five-star review. Give us a good comment. The more you do, the faster the show will grow, the faster it will turn up in search engines, uh, even searches on the iTunes App Store itself and the Google Play Store, and that will only cause the show to grow, which will increase the offerings that we can give you. Probably add maybe a call-in line, live interviews, and actually record the show live before an audience with audience participation, and then upload that as a podcast, much in the same way Uh, hosts of terrestrial radio shows do. So please do that for us. We'd appreciate it. Okay, so why are 26 Democrats retiring? Uh, That's pretty interesting. Representative Ed Perlmutter just became the 26th Democrat to announce his retirement. And his reasons are pretty threadbare. Um, He originally had been a state legislature. He skipped over the lower house of the uh, state of Colorado and became a Colorado state senator. He served there from 1995 until 2003. In 2006, he ran for the House of Representatives, and he won. He uh, defeated uh, Rick O'Donnell, who was his uh, opponent, He began running attack ads on O'Donnell for having supported abolishing Social Security in the past. That's one way to scare the old folks, even though it's bankrupt anyway. Uh, And he won. In 2010, the GOP targeted the seat. Uh, They weren't able to flip it, and they have not targeted it since then. Uh, Throughout the elections in 2010, 2012, 2014, and so forth and so on, this Perlmutter chap won re-election with 60% of the vote. I think that's going to change. But why are all these Democrats leaving? Whenever the Democrats are in power, they have no term limits on their committee chairmanships. And that was another thing that uh, accelerated the retirements of the GOP senators. The GOP, for reasons unknown to me, sets its own limit 
on how long you can become a chairman. And apparently, once you become a chairman of a committee in the House, uh, you don't want to go back to being a regular uh, congressman anymore. So since a lot of them who retired were committee chair people, they simply put in their papers, so to speak, and retired, paving the way for the Democratic takeover. Democrats don't shackle themselves that way. These pieces of garbage seem to be able to stay in command of a committee just forever, as long as their party holds power in the chamber. Uh, And that could explain a lot of what's going on. But one of the reasons why they're retiring is because the Democrats have just about screwed up everything you can screw up. More people have died from COVID since the um, Biden administration's take taken over with the benefit of vaccines that were not available for most of the Trump presidency, or at least most of the last year of it when COVID reared its head. And yet more people have died despite doing everything they can to force people to get vaccinated, to force people to get boosters. More and more people are dying. And now we're learning a lot about the COVID-19 virus. Even from that lunatic Rochelle Walensky, who's the head of the Center of Disease Control. In a recent interview on Good Morning America, she said that the overwhelming number of deaths of people from COVID, 75%, have occurred, and this is among vaccinated people, because there was a a talk that the vaccine um, was marginally effective. The overwhelming number of deaths among vaccinated people, 75%, have occurred in people who had four or more comorbidities. The biggest ones are uh, overweight and respiratory issues. So really, quote, quoting Walensky, these are people who were unwell to begin with. Now, where have you heard that before? Haven't I said that all along, that the vast majority of people pre-vaccine, post-vaccine, are people who were already in poor states of health in the first place. This is what always happens. This is why uh, 54,000 or more people die from the flu every year in this country, because it's the thing that pushes a sick sick person over the edge. Um, In an email, a CDC spokesperson told the Epic Times that Rochelle Walensky was referring to a recent study from the agency that looked at more than 1.2 million persons who completed primary vaccination during December 2020 to October 21. The study found that 78% of the people who die from COVID-19 after receiving the vaccine had at least four other underlying health conditions. It was also found in all deaths that the patient had at least one other risk factor. So think about those numbers. 78% of the vaccinated people who died had four other underlying health conditions. And the remaining deaths, all of them, had at least one other risk factor. Another way of looking at this is 100% of the people who died who were vaccinated had at least one other risk factor, and 78% of them had at least four. The study also found death among the vaccinated to be extremely rare at three thousandths of a percent, with risk factors for severe outcomes being for those over the age of 65, the immunodepressed, or those with six underlying conditions. So you see, this COVID-19 is not the pandemic 
that they have made it out to be. And I've said it from the beginning. What I would really like to see is let me see the numbers of the unvaccinated. How many of them had comorbidities or at least one? I will guarantee you that even in the unvaccinated. Now, two days after this interview on Good Morning America, she dodged a question on Fox News on the underlying conditions among the total number of COVID-19 deaths, vaccinated and unvaccinated. When asked whether the CDC had the breakdown of how many more How many of the more than 835,000 total U.S. COVID deaths have occurred among people with other comorbidities? She did not respond directly to the question, but said the data in, in, in the context of Omicron is still forthcoming. What they really don't want you to know, I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, is that the reason why these deaths... Uh, are so few among the vaccinated, unless you have comorbidities, is because I'll guarantee you when you look at all the numbers, you're going to find that deaths among everyone are few, absent comorbidities. This thing is not the Spanish flu and is certainly not the bubonic plague. I gave you a detailed breakdown of numbers in my last broadcast, and I'm telling you this botched COVID response on the part of the government, the running out of tests now, the uh, rationing of vaccines with New York City now rationing them on a racial basis, uh, giving them primarily to people of color because they say they're more at risk. Try and say you're going to give it to white people on a priority basis. See how far you get with that one. And is there a good reason why people of color aren't taking it? They were told by the most well-known woman of color in the country, Kamala Harris, while she was running, don't get it if it was invented under Trump. Well, these vaccines that the Biden administration are trying to shove down your throat are the same vaccines that were invented under the Donald Trump administration. No new ones, really. There's a couple that are about to come out. But Pfizer and Moderna, these were all invented before Biden took office. Now, not only are they telling you to take it, they're trying to force you to take it. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of stuff coming out about this stuff. The CDC director, to her credit, even though I think she's a bit of a loon, took issue with Justice Sotomayor, another woman who shouldn't be on the Supreme Court, with that wise Latina comment. I'll never forget that when she was being uh, interviewed. Uh, There's some things that a wise Latina might recognize. What does that even mean? You're either a wise person or you're not. I don't think being a Latina has anything to do with it. And she's obviously not wise. She's shrewd. She's trying to create facts that don't exist to try and justify a judgment on a lawsuit against the Biden administration against these vaccine mandates for private sector jobs. Um, COVID, um, where, let me find her comment here. Here's Sotomayor. We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. Well, she was challenged on that. And even Walensky admitted that there are only 3,500 children hospitalized at all. And there's probably a fraction of them, if any, on ventilators. So where these justices, this is the the new era we're living in. Um, We have to make a decision. 
We have to make a judgment on the facts. So when the facts that are available and uh, are in evidence would not justify our our condition our, our decision that we would like to render, we simply invent facts that support the decision we want to render and go with those even though they're not true. Who would have ever thought that that would be the low state that the United States Supreme Court has sunk to? But that's exactly what we have going on now. And there is still more. There is still more. We're finding out that these people knew all along that this didn't come from a bat in a wet market. It didn't occur naturally. Fauci was told privately by key scientists that COVID-19 natural origin was highly unlikely, unlikely, according to newly unredacted emails. Quote, I just can't figure out how this gets accomplished in nature, was the quote of one of the scientists. Let me read a little bit from this article in the Epic Times. <clears throat> These are the emails. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a tickle, just a remnant. I survived COVID. Uh, I didn't get hit that badly with it. Uh, let me just read here. Top U.S. health officials, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, scrambled in early 2020 to respond to public reporting of a potential connection between COVID-19 and the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. This response, which included a secret February 1st telephone conference, was loosely detailed in previously released and heavily redacted emails. Those emails strongly suggested that Fauci and a small group of top scientists sought to promote the natural origin theory. I reported on this last year. Despite having evidence and internal expert opinions that pointed to the possibility of a leak from the Wuhan lab. Unredacted versions of some of the emails made public by lawmakers on January 11th confirm this. The newly redacted emails released by the House Oversight Committee Republicans confirm and illustrate a pattern of lies and cover-up. From the emails, it appears the effort was spearheaded by Fauci himself, but also involved his boss, the recently retired National Institutes of Health Director Dr. Francis Collins, as well as Jeremy Farrar, the head of the British Welcome Trust. It was revealed previously revealed, that at least two scientists, both of whom had received funding from NIH, had told Fauci during the teleconference that they were 60 to 80 percent sure that COVID had come out of a lab. And there are scientific reasons for this. So I'm going to get into this. Uh, of the re- unredacted emails, um, the most significant new revelations come from two of these scientists, Robert Gary and Mike Farzan, who both noted the difficulties presented by the presence of a, quote, furin cleavage site in the COVID-19 virus, a feature that would later be cited as a defining characteristic of the virus. They were bothered by the furon site. Farzan, an immunologist who in 2005 discovered the receptor of the original severe acute respiratory syndrome SARS virus, sent his post-teleconference notes to Farrar, who then shared them with Collins, Fauci, and Lawrence Tabak, top officials at the NIH. In those notes, Farzan wrote that he was bothered by the furin site and had difficulty explaining it as an event outside of the lab. Farzan noted that it was theoretically possible the virus's furon cleavage could have arisen in nature, 
but that it was highly unlikely. The furon cleavage site is the defining feature that gives COVID-19 the ability to easily infect humans and has long been puzzled over by scientists since no such site has ever been observed in naturally occurring SARS-related coronaviruses. Farzan works at the Scripps Laboratory, which is headed by another Fauci-funded scientist, Christian Anderson. As was already known from previously released emails, Anderson privately told Fauci on January 31st the virus looked engineered. Anderson would later spearhead Fauci's efforts to promote a natural origin narrative. Now, let me put this all together for you and unpack this. They knew from Jump Street this came from the Wuhan lab. They knew it was engineered. They knew it didn't come from nature. We also know that gain-of-function research, which is the term of art for research in how, in, how in, in how to take a naturally occurring virus and making it more infectious and making it more lethal, was something that even the Obama administration outlawed and forbade from being conducted within the United States, saying it was just simply too dangerous. Fauci issued a grant to the Wuhan lab and let the Chinese do it out there in Wuhan. And that's how this thing came into being. And he knows it. And that's why they've been denying this left and right and trying to bullshit everyone that it came from a bat in a wet market. You're trying to tell me a bowl of bat soup wiped out all these people worldwide, five million? I'm just not buying it. Not when we have all this evidence to the contrary. And this son of a bitch is set to receive a $350,000 government pension that we taxpayers will fund. Somebody's got to stop it. Farzan told the senior members of Fauci's telephone conference group that, quote, a likely explanation could be something as simple as passage SARS-Live COVs in tissue culture in, on human cell lines for an extended period of time, which could lead to the accidental creation of a virus that would be primed for rapid transmission between humans. This mutated virus would likely have specific adaptation to human ACE2 receptor via repeated passage. A recent study in the science journal Nature noted that COVID-19 virus was uniquely adapted to infect humans as it, quote, exhibited the highest binding to human ACE2 of all the species tested. How did this happen? if it wasn't engineered. In layman's terms, Farzan concluded that the pandemic likely originated from a lab in which live coronaviruses were passed through human-like tissue over and over, accelerating virus mutations, with the end result being that one of the mutated viruses may have leaked from the lab. Farzan placed the likelihood of a leak from the Wuhan lab at 60 to 70% likely. The emails indicate that Farzan was cognizant that the Wuhan lab conducted these types of dangerous experiments in level two labs, which have a very low biosecurity standard. This fact was later admitted by the Wuhan lab's director, Xi Zhengzhili, in July 2020. Notably, since the start of the pandemic, 
Farzan has received grants totaling almost $20 million from Collins, NIH, and Fauci's NIAID. Can't figure out how it gets accomplished in nature. That's the recurring theme. That's the recurring theme. But just about everything <clears throat> these Democrats are doing are getting screwed up. January 6th. There is now increasing evidence, ladies and gentlemen, that the January 6th riot had facilitators. First of all, it wasn't a riot. It was a demonstration that got a little rowdy, so they broke a couple of windows. They sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair, big deal. We're supposed to, see, we're supposed to believe that the Democrats are aghast at all this while sitting still for an entire summer of riots in every Democratic city where stores were looted, things, businesses were burned, police stations were taken over and firebombed. Please spare me the bullshit. But now videos are coming up of certain people who repeatedly are seen inciting crowds in the days leading up to the January 6th demonstration, telling them the only way we're going to get justice is to go in there. When questioned by Senator Ted Cruz, representatives of the FBI refused to believe if there were FBI agents there at the demonstration. Oh, I can't reveal that. We can't reveal that. We can't reveal sources and methods. Well, the simple answer to that question is if they weren't there, saying that they weren't there wouldn't reveal anything about sources and methods. So the only reason that an issue of sources and methods should come up is because they were there and they were stoking the fires of quote-unquote insurrection. And Pelosi is trying to stop those documents from getting through. Someone's got to take this girl out of office by running against her. Somebody's got to get rid of this woman out. She's a, she's a ditz. She's a nut job. She's a communist. You've got to get rid of her. Got to get rid of her. But everywhere you turn, these Democrats are op- operating on the fringe. Here in my home state of New York, my home city of New York, we have a new mayor, Eric Adams. The city council passed a bill that the outgoing mayor, Bill de Blasio, even he, Comrade Bill, was wondering whether or not it was legal to do, but he refused to veto it. Dumped it in the new mayor's lap. He refuses to veto it. Well, what is the bill of which I speak? A local bill which will allow 800,000 non-citizens to vote in New York City-only elections. Now... This is the salami strategy of the communists, one slice at a time. The former mayor said he believes that was something that would have to happen at the state level. It can't even happen at the state level because the right to vote requires you be a U.S. citizen. Not just a citizen of a state. You have to be a U.S. citizen, not a resident. So this is against the Constitution. But why are they doing it? Well, they're saying it's only for local elections. It won't apply to state elections and it won't apply to federal elections. You want to bet? How are they going to differentiate the ballots? They'll find a way to fudge the federal elections. And even if they didn't, once this becomes the norm and people accept it, they're going to get other left-wing cities around the country to do it, like San Francisco, Chicago, Boston. And then they'll say it's the norm. Los Angeles, they'll say it's the norm. We should all do it. All non-citizens. People have a right 
to have a voice in who's governing them. And that's exactly what this idiot Eric Adams said. I believe that New Yorkers should have a say in their government, which is why I have, I have and will continue to support this important legislation. I, believing, I believe that allowing legislation to be enacted is by far the best choice and look forward to bringing millions more into the democratic process. <clears throat> now, there's just one little thing in, a, in all your happy horse shit that you fail to acknowledge, Mr. Mayor. These people have no right to be here, many of them. Many of them are here illegally. Others are here with a green card on a contingency. They're here with our permission and at our pleasure and can be deported at almost any time. And they understand that they have no right to vote. Now, if you don't like the fact that if you come to the United States and you live in a city and you're not allowed to have a say-so in the government of that city because you're not a citizen, then don't come. But you can't change the rules. It's like the people who say, well, I work at McDonald's. I really can't support my family on an $8 minimum wage. Uh, I need a $15 minimum wage. Or I, I need a $15 wage. I don't doubt it. Go out and find a job that pays $15 an hour. But where do you come off saying, well, I know that my job is only worth $8 an hour because flipping burgers isn't particularly uh, demanding, but I think I need to get more because I need it. That's like a, a, a chambermaid or some woman that cleans your house, which is, I'm not demeaning any work, but it's worth a certain amount of money. And she suddenly decides that she wants to buy a Mercedes-Benz and she can't afford it on what she makes cleaning houses. So she thinks everyone should give her triple the amount of money so that she can afford what she wants. If you want to afford something that you can't afford, you try and find a way to afford it by making more money, by doing a job that pays more because the labors that you give uh, to your employer are more marketable, more desirable, and command a higher pay. You don't just hold a gun to people's head and say, I need more money. I'm not going to do any more work, but I need more money. You improve yourself. So we have lies about COVID. We have stonewalling on the part of the Speaker of the House to try and get to the root of January uh, 6th. We have Fauci covering up the origin of the virus as well as the severity of the virus. And now we have the mayor of New York City who think it's perfectly fine to allow 800,000 non-citizens to be eligible to vote, and he looks forward to bringing millions more into the electoral process. Well, at least the Republicans in New York State are not sitting on their ass and taking it standing down. Uh, they're now suing the New York mayor and the city council and the Board of Elections of the City of New York over this new law that lets non-citizens vote in elections. The Republican National Committee filed suit in New York Supreme Court along with City Council Majority Leader Joseph Borelli and Representative Nicole Maliotakis and other Republicans. Plaintiffs say a new bill that was passed by the Democrat-controlled City Council and allowed to become a law by Adams violates the state constitution and election law. The bill, if allowed to take effect, well, we know what it allows to take effect. New York law says that no person shall be qualified to register for and vote at any election 
unless he is a citizen of the United States. And New York Constitution says that voters must be citizens. Well, that's it. How does the city of New York think they can pass a law which they know, forget the federal law, flies in the face of New York State law and the New York State Constitution? It's not an entity unto itself. It's a municipality, and it is subservient to the Constitution and the laws of the state of New York, to say nothing of the federal law. That's just two reasons the new bill is illegal, the the suit states. Quote, by dramatically increasing the pool of eligible voters, the non-citizen voting law will dilute the votes of United States citizens, including the plaintiffs in this action. American elections should be decided by American citizens. If Democrats can subvert elections this flagrantly in America's largest city, they can do it anywhere. The Republican National Committee is suing to protect the integrity of our elections, and we stand ready to do the same wherever Democrats try to attack the basic security of your ballot, said RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Well, Ms. McDaniel, I salute you for filing this action. And I condemn you for having to file it in the first place, because I dare say much of this happy nonsense would not be occurring if you people had taken the money that I sent you and other people sent you to defend the election of Donald Trump, because anybody with a brain in their head knows that six states, all controlled by Democrats, don't suddenly start or stop counting in the middle of an election when we have greater technology and greater ability to count now than we ever did, never did this years ago, and say, oh, we got to stop, and we'll, we'll pick it up in the morning. Yeah, when we can find more fraudulent ballots so we can flip these states. And in every one of those states, when they stopped counting, Trump was ahead, and his lead was growing. you got to be a moron to think that this dementia-ridden old fool who's sitting in the White House, who never left his basement won an election. He's been wrong on every issue he ever took sides on in 50 years in government. The man's a borderline lunatic. And it begs the question, who's running the country? Because he sure as hell isn't. Could it be Barry O, which is why he never left D.C.? You're damn right it is. Country's in a hell of a mess, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned to this podcast. We're going to be giving you more information. We're going to be putting it out there almost on a daily basis. We're going to be hitting things very hard in this election year. You need a source of information. You clearly cannot get it from the mainstream media because they are subverting the truth and they are not covering stories like this. They're not covering stories that I report on or alternative media reports on because they don't want you to know because they're hoping to fool you again. But we need to take Congress back, and we need Donald Trump back in the White House. Otherwise, the United States as we know it is going to cease to exist. Please give us a review. Please share us with your friends. For The Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury. <laughs>